Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, my regular name is uh, Laura, Laura Samuels, and my uh, Wan Buddhist name is Wan Do. As Reverend Doyen was let, letting you know, I've been coming here for a, a long time, so I guess you can refer to me as an old-timer here. So. <laughs> um, one of the um, things that I've noticed as a, uh, as a regular Wan Buddhist who's been here for an extended period of time and uh, seen lots of people come and, come and go uh, here in this, in this wonderful space is uh, that there are um, spiritual seekers out there who are, um, they, so they, they will go, come from one temple and they'll visit our temple and they'll go to different, to different places. Uh, and uh, I've, I've spoken to some of them over the years in order to kind of figure out, well, you know, like what exactly is happening. And what most of them tell me is that they're in, they have an experience with their initial meditation and that they are not able to replicate. So this talk will have to do with uh, sort of like the romance of meditation or the initial meditation. And you know, as I sort of make a subtle bow to Valentine's Day and all of the lovers out there. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. And, uh, okay, so I've spoken to the newcomers, and they have a lot of r romantic enthusiasm for their initial meditation. And that is because really to discover yourself, even briefly, can be very, um, very exhilarating. It is, uh, I guess it's kind of amazing to think that, you know, you're with yourself all your life, and then maybe you're, I don't know, in your 20s or 30s, and then you just really have this first encounter, it takes that long to have this first encounter with the true you. And the, um, the exhilaration that people feel is, uh, is obvious. They do come here and uh, they're very enthusiastic, they want to, you know, they really want to get into meditation, they want to deepen their practice. Um, and, but often I see them, they'll stay for a while and then it kind of will sort of, sort of uh, peter, peter out. So, um, and the way to, but the, um, and I will also make a bow to the beginner's mind because the beginner's mind is really the way to come to your, to your meditation cushion, to come fresh and really in love. And it's, I mean, it's okay to say, okay, well, yeah, you know, you're, lo you're in love, and it's kind of like loving yourself and getting to know yourself and who you are. Because that is, of course, you know, the great koan, who am I? Um, okay, but, so, let's see. So in this instance, this person that you're learning to love, who is this real person? Who is this object? of love. Um, my own definition for love in my loving relationships is that love is experiencing the person, you know, throughout, good or bad. 
and this is difficult um, to, uh, to do. So it's also, I think, even very challenging to experience yourself. Often when I, I can I'll, I'll, um, relate to uh, this in, uh, well, I guess this is kind of a negative way. When I encounter, let's say, like a woman maybe my age, maybe opinionated, very strong, kind of forceful, no, I mean, we'll get along and then I'll think, gee, you know, but there's something a little irritating about that person <laughs> to me. And it's because of the similarities when you find someone similar to yourself, or at least with me. There is, there is a magnetism, but then for me, I, there's kind of like an irritation and not something that's insurmountable. But I think we do experience that with, with meditation with learning about who we are. And I think that can um, detract from, let's say, let's call it like the post-beginner. You know, the beginner, of course, is enthusiastic. And then, okay, you know, you're sitting there and, you know, this is you. You're stuck with, <laughs> <laughs> with, with, your, with yourself. Like, it's like, well, uh, well, now what? Um, you know, how do you keep the romance going? I mean, I these are questions. I really don't have all the answers. <laughs> um, so let's see. It's, I, and this initial crush, of course, it is, it is an illusion. Um, so really, it's just a matter of not putting off being with yourself and understanding that that's, that's who you are. So, and really self, and, and also accepting who you are, accepting yourself. One of the ways that we accomplish that here in our One Buddhist Temple is through the practice of Danchen breathing. And with Danchen breathing, the Danchen is uh, the, I think you talk about it a little bit during the service, Okay, it's, it's the area between, um, it's a few inches below the navel. And I think, Reverend Doyle, I was, I was late because I was parking like for like <laughs> a half hour. Um, you're su supposed to just allow your mind to rest on your Dantian, which is, which sounds very simple, but it is infinitely difficult to do, to you know, take your mind out of your head and put it there. So. I have a little uh, Dharma assistant on my, for my work keys. There. And no one, really, no one knows in, at, at work that this, um, this, this little thing, they think, they think it's like so weird, but they don't know like the spiritual significance <laughs> that this has. So, okay, so. It's just, you know, the teeth chattering. And what I do is, um, I imagine that this is my mind, oh. truly. Just, you know, going, 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 going. And I know in my mind, I'm, I'm, making, uh, I'm making lists 
of things, you know, things I have to do, people I have to see, all, all, all sorts of things. So this is my mind here. So it's when I do that, when I remind myself of that, it makes it a little easier in my practice to take, uh, to take my mind out of my head and allow it to rest on my Dantian because it's not me. It's something, this is the mind, it's something completely, <laughs> completely separate. So, um, anyway. let me go back to my notes. Uh, okay, so it's, it's distinct from yourself. It's, and so when, when you finally do become aware of yourself, it's kind of a relief because before you had been that false self and it's very burdensome to carry around this extra false person who is not really you, who has to interact people, with people on a very artificial level. And it's um, uh, when you're able to put your mind just rested on your Dantian, it's, uh, you're, you're putting down a burden. It's really, it's, you're, you're lightening your load quite a bit. Um, but it does take time to control it. But one of the things also is, you notice, I mean, I have to wind this thing up. And I think, I know when I'm winding my mind up for th for, to react to things or in, or in tough situations. So that's real, it's, um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, this is something that you wind up. It's something also that has gears. You, you know, you get caught in the gears where you'll be thinking, you know, a very, uh, very seductive thought. It could be something good or even rage can also be sedu seductive. And that is also real when you're really expressing your, um, your false, false identity. So the mental chatter, it masquerades as you, but it's not you. And um, I just want to encourage all of the new meditators here. And if you're new to Wan Buddhism, or just you know, Buddhism in general, or meditation, not to be discouraged, to really just continue with your practice, because just disengage from that, me from that mental chatter. It's, it can be done, because it's not you. I mean, you are a, uh, a wonderful spiritual vessel. Um, one of the reasons why, in my practice, I have been able to, um, I hate to say, I don't want to say accomplish this because there's also this other uh, trend of, you know, becoming a more accomplished meditator. And it, it's not, not the direction to go in. But I'll tell you a story from my childhood where, where I began meditating. I was... Um, I was, I think, around nine, nine years old, and I was always a very tall child. And at that time, <laughs> and at that time, uh, I'm, I'm uh, 54 years old. So, th at that time, it was just like almost unacceptable to be to be so tall, and I felt very self-conscious about it. But fortunately, I didn't. I had a very nice encounter with a very wise person. He was a neighbor of my grandparents. And he was a very bohemian kind of guy. Um, he would actually speak with a horrific stammer. But even though he, it was so hard for him to speak, 
uh, all of the, the kids, like the neighborhood kids, we just love this guy because whatever he would say to you would be so real and so important. So one day he had a, he had a, um, he told me that he wanted to talk to me and I was like very excited because she, you know, he had a special mes message for me. And his, his name was Mr. B, that's what we called him. And so he sat down with me and he told me, he said, Laura, you know, you gr you're growing so fast, so fast. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, here, I gotta hear it now. Oh no, I'm growing so fast, well, you know, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna find a husband? And, you know, I'm like nine or 10 years old. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's, times have really, really, really changed. Uh, but so he told me, I want you to do something. I want you to concentrate on your body and be very still, be very silent, and try to feel yourself growing. And that's, and so I found like a silent moment in my house, which was really not, not that easy. Um, and I just stretched out and I focused on feeling growing, feeling growth, which was, uh, which I consider my introduction to meditation. I didn't have to worry about my mind because I was on like a totally different mission. I didn't know that you know the mental chatter should stop. I didn't have that kind of artificial standard, which really is ridiculous. You should just just throw I mean throw that out the window, get rid of it. So I was able to just focus upon feeling my body intensely, feeling the breath, feeling the blood flow, and I really did feel that I was growing. And it's a much you know if you're young. You can feel that. I mean, if you're old, <laughs> you feel um, well. The, the onset of decrepitude, I guess. <laughs> but I was um, I was able to to real to truly experience that, and uh, that was an advantage for me because I didn't. Again, I didn't have to. Um, have this, associ this association with having the silent mind. So as um, your Dharma teacher, I, uh, I also teach the Qigong class here because I've followed through on that like, physical spiritual path and we'll be doing another class in, uh, in the fall. Um, so that's, that's been an advantage and um, I, when I do a talk, I usually like to uh, bring in something from the scriptures because I read my scripture book a lot. Uh, let's see. Well, on page, oh, you don't have the scripture books out. Oh, actually, don't. It's only it's only one pass one passage. On page three hundred, it's from the discourses of the great master on faith. Number four. Is it okay if I just read, read it on faith? The great master said, on certain occasions, ordinary people seem to be inspired by strong faith, but as the days go by, that faith tends to diminish. It is also true that if one gains or loses power, or if, one, or if family harmony is attained or disrupted, one's faith is likely to be changed. The practice of, of the great law is only accomplished when one can maintain a stable standard, whereby unfavorable, unfavorable situations are changed into favorable ones, and in favorable situations, wickedness or arrogance can be avoided. Okay. So what I, what I take away from that is that um, 
you can maintain your inspiration through stability. And the stability that we're provided really begins with our bodies, begins with our, our, physical, our physical self. Whether you're, I mean, whether you're um, in shape or not, sick or not, this is the beginning where you, um, where, where you can achieve stability in this lifetime. And then you go on from there to seek uh, spiritual stability. So um, anyway, that's on page 300. In the, if you guys, you should have your, your um, scriptures. I try, to, I try to read it every day. I don't always, but um, I find it it's very, very um, gratifying. So that really requires faith, faith and stability. And uh, I think that will lead you to uh, continue on your uh, romantic mission. <laughs>